Welcome to Why Not, a podcast for creatives hosted by life coach and musician Jill Morris. That's me. Here, we're creating the life they told you wasn't realistic, we're going full-time with the hobby they said you'd grow out of, and we're throwing away the backup plan. Because why not live the exact life that you truly want? You in? Let's go. Let's talk about perfectionism. I'm so excited to talk about this with you today. I've really dug into my own thoughts about perfectionism, and I think that my mindset and approach is going to be so valuable for you. So I want you to watch this whole thing, take it all in, take notes, think about it, create your own ideas about perfectionism. But I think that we need to understand what we're taking as perfection to know how to dismantle that and get over perfectionism, essentially. But okay, it's happy hour. I did not make a second pot of coffee today, so I have a Montucky cold snack. So cheers, y'all. I've got my koozie from when I got a fest tattoo. I have a slice of pizza on my stomach. Uh, Okay, perfectionism. So I first wanted to find like what we're talking about, right? This shows up in so many ways in everybody's life, not just creatives, but especially for creatives because we want to create and share what we're creating. And perfectionism causes us to self-censor as well as not share or not share as loudly as we really would like to or are capable of. And I think that when we dismantle our own perfectionism, then we're able to make empowered choices for ourselves. And that's really the goal. That's the goal for all of my clients that I wish upon all of my clients is that they're making empowered decisions, uh, you know, from a place of, of authenticity. And so we have to, uh, get rid of this self-censorship as well as censoring ourselves from other people. And there's so many things that we can talk about in regards to perfectionism. And of course, this also goes into imposter syndrome territory. And, you know, these are big topics. So I'm just going to kind of riff on a couple thoughts that I have been thinking about that are going to be really valuable for you because as I was trying to write the notes for this live, I ended up with like four pages worth of thoughts. So we're just going to go with a couple of the main things that I want to make sure that I hit today. And then, you know, if you're watching the replay or um, you're listening to the podcast, just message me if you want me to go deeper into any of these. I will eventually, but if there's something specifically that you want me to address, then let me know and I'm happy to do that. Okay, so one thing with perfectionism is that we are trying to attain the unattainable, right? And I don't say that in the way that I think you might be hearing it because so much of the kind of public discourse about perfectionism is surrounding love your imperfections. And I don't love it. I don't love that idea and not for the intent behind it. I love the intent behind it, of course, but I just don't think it's the most useful way to combat perfectionism because I'm just so fired up about this topic. So I'm going to try to stay on, uh, on my points. I don't love the idea of loving your imperfections, not because I don't think you should do that. I mean, I don't, but not for the reasons that you think, because we are then 
compromising ourselves for an, an idea that isn't even helpful. Like we're then saying, I'm, I'm deciding that I am imperfect, that I will not attain this idea of perfection. And so I am compromising by saying, all right, I'll just love the things that aren't as perfect as they could be. It's fine. I'll just love who I am anyway. And yes, there is a very beautiful message in that that I think is great. But I just I think there's another way to go about this conversation. And part of that is defining perfection. And I have talked about this briefly before, but I really want to solidify it here in this live and uh, later podcast episode. That what I, I have talked about this on the podcast before, but what I take perfection to be is what is here and now. And I think that people have a hard time accepting that or just like haven't thought of it before because it's then saying, well, what if I don't like what's here and now? What if I don't like my, like, how can we say that the tragedies of the world are perfect? And I think the inherent problem with that is that I'm not insinuating that what is perfect is what we want or what we like or what we desire. What I'm saying is what is perfect is what is here and now, what is true, what is in this moment. Like, because how could it not be? I just can't see a reason for what is here and now and in this moment and what you have created and who you are and the situations around us. Like, they just are what they are. So how could they not be perfect. Now this is, you have to come along with me for this idea of perfect. And I'm going to explain what I mean by, um, it doesn't mean that's what we want or desire. I just think that those are two separate things. Like what is perfect is, is what is in existence. And yes, we're not going to like some of those things. Yes. Some of those things aren't going to serve us. Yes. Some of those things are going to be tragedies and stressful and terrible and awful. And they just are what they are. And so in my mind, that is perfection. Now you get to define what perfection is for you, but here's why I think this is a great idea (laughs) is because then we can separate out our desires, our wants, our preferences for life out from what is. Then we get to accept what is in this moment and say, this is perfect. And I prefer to not have a job that pays me less than I deserve to get paid. We, we get to accept reality because reality is perfect and we get to say, but my preference is that it's something different. So I can accept that it is this and want something different and go towards that thing that I want that is different. Now you might say, so then why would that thing not be perfect? It will be when you're there. Like the, the thing that is, is what is perfect because how is there any value in saying what is right now is not perfect other than to say, I have a preference for something different or like this, this harms me. This stresses me out. This isn't the thing that I want. Like they're just two separate things because what is just is what is doesn't mean it can't change, but in this current exact second it is. And it's that's me going, you know, into a more global sense of the term in terms of your art. It's so valuable to separate out those two. Like, how would it be valuable to say any of your art is imperfect? It's art is fluid. Like it's never done. So then to say that at any stage in the process, it's not perfect is just so it doesn't feel useful to me. 
I would love to hear your thoughts as I'm going about this because this is something that I think about probably daily. Like I just like am obsessed with this idea of perfection. But your art, as I've said before too, is an extension of your soul. And I believe that you, as you are in this exact second, just as you were when you were born, just as you will be tomorrow and the day after that and forever, are worthy and perfect and whole and enough as is in any stage. Like when we say that things are imperfect, we're insinuating that that whatever got us to this point wasn't enough. We're insinuating that the work that we've put in was not enough. And the the... There's so many problems with it, but one of the problems is that we're not defining what perfect is or enough is or good is. Like so many times when my clients or even myself in the past or my peers, my friends are talking about something not being perfect, it's like, well, what would that even mean? And there's not an answer. It's just like, it's just not there yet. But I don't have a definition. And and it's just, so then it is unattainable because we haven't defined it. And I just find it so valuable to say it is perfect in this moment and then look at it and say, is there something I would like to change? Not because it's not perfect. It will be perfect now. It will be perfect then because it is. It is perfect because it is. And I have a preference over what it is. Like I have a preference. I have a desire. I have a a want or a need. And that is the thing that I am seeking, not perfection. Then it puts all of the onus on you. I think that's really where the value comes in is instead of saying this isn't universally perfect, which just isn't a thing, like none of us can agree on what perfect is anyway. Like if you were to create an art piece and you show it to 10 people and you say, is this perfect? You would get 10 different answers. I mean, you know, you're going into a binary, which is, also not useful like there are just so many problems with our definite our like quote-unquote definition of perfect which is it's a binary which is not helpful like it's either perfect or imperfect things are things are all over the place like they can be perfect and you can want them to be different and those can exist together like that's really the bottom line that I want to get across today is like something can be perfect you can allow it to be perfect because it is and have a preference for it to be different. And when you do that, then you say really specifically what you want to change about it instead of just feeling shame that it's not perfect. There, like there's just, there's, where do you go when you have this vague idea of what perfection is and then you never can attain it and you're not clarifying what it would even mean to attain it? It is unattainable for so many people because we're not defining it. And we're not making it something that is within your control. So then, and this is why I have a problem with the term like love your imperfections. Because we're then saying like so many of the times that we're talking about this, we're talking about something outside of our control. And instead of just saying it's like it just is what it is so I can love the perfection of it. I don't have to say it's what I want, but I can say it just is what it is. And then I can specify like what's within my control and what do I want to do about that? What are my preferences? What are my desires? It takes us back to like what is in our locus of control, which is so much more useful than focusing on something you can't change and then saying it's not perfect. So I'm just going to like know that it's not what I want it to be. And then also say I can't do anything about it. 
it just, I feel like it serves you so much more to say, it's not what I want it to be. I'm going to accept it as that because I cannot change it, but not because it's not perfect. Like we're just, I can't see a world in which you saying something is imperfect doesn't give you some sort of negative feeling or shame or like consolidation. Like it just feels like we're like consolidating ourselves when that's not the way, not consolidating. We're like, uh, what is the word that I'm trying to find? We're, I, I, th- I think what I said before, like we're compromising for ourselves instead of really owning the expansiveness and the magic of who we are. We're saying, well, it's imperfect because it's not the thing that I want it to be. And so then we're, we're like disca- discounting is the word that I'm, that I'm looking for. We're like discounting ourselves, the work that we're doing, who we are as people, because we're stating it as imperfect. And I just don't see the value in that. I would much rather see everybody say, I am perfect as I am. Here are my preferences and things that I'm working on because I prefer to be these things to be different. But that doesn't make me any less perfect. If someone has a good, valuable reason for that, for not separating those two out, please let me know. I, I genuinely like want this to be a conversation that we're having. I want to hear other people's thoughts about this. This is something that I've thought so much about because so many people, like I said, like self-censor because they're like, it's not perfect yet. What would perfect be? Why is it not? If that's fine, like maybe you're fine with it. Maybe it really is fine for something to not be perfect. Cool. You're still it still is valuable to identify what the thing is that you want to change about it. Like why it's not where you want it to be, why it isn't perfect yet. Is that within your control? What can you do about it? And again, like I just, this, when we say that something is perfect versus imperfect, we go into this binary world that we can't win. It's like, we don't need the binary. It's just like not helpful. In, in almost every context. I'm not going to make a platitude and say that there's no context where maybe it's helpful, but. So that's kind of the like main tenets of perfectionism. So I think that when you are thinking of your work and feeling maybe bogged down by perfectionism, like this isn't good enough yet, always go to like defining what that would even mean. If you're saying something isn't what isn't the thing, isn't perfect, isn't good enough, isn't done, isn't whatever, define that. So many creatives are not defining it. They're just like, it just doesn't feel right, which is fine. Like your intuition is important and how you feel about things is important, but you're going to get so much further if you take the time to challenge your brain, which is what I do with my clients. You challenge your brain to answer the question. Your brain doesn't want to answer it because when it's vague, then you don't have to change anything because it's not attainable. Your brain loves vague things because they keep you safe. That's why these things exist. That's why like perfectionism, imposter syndrome, all of these things that take us into new territory, our brain doesn't like it because our brain is like, we don't know if we're going to survive there. So I'm going to do whatever I can to keep you what I think is safe, which is right here. I don't want you to change anything because then who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I know that these negative limiting beliefs have kept you safe because you're still alive. Like people are like, why does my brain do this? That's why it thinks it's keeping you safe. It it, It literally thinks it's keeping you alive. And I mean, in a way it is. 
but we also have evolved beyond the lizard brain. And so we can say, me putting my art out into the world is, is probably going to be okay. And, and I also know how to like reach out to my resources to make sure that I am safe in this environment. And also my work not being perfect to someone else is something that I might feel something about, but is, is actually not a problem. Like they can just think that. What, if someone else thinks your work is imperfect, what a waste of their time. Like they can't change your work. That's again, like what value is there in that? I mean, like we can critique things all day. We're humans and like, fine, it's whatever. But to spend much time on that, like work, make your own art, <laughs> you know? And I mean, I don't know, maybe like written critiques are a work of art and I'm not thinking of it. Eh, they are, sure. All of this is nuanced. Like, that's what I'm saying is there is no binary. <laughs> like, th this is all a conversation. Like, life is a conversation. Your art is a conversation. And that's why I think, too, like, it's, it's just so important to really break down our thoughts about perfectionism because it also insinuates that there's some end point in which it would be perfect. Like, we're not defining it, and we're, but we're also saying, like, there is, like, an end point that it could potentially theoretically be, but it won't ever be there. Because art is never done. Like, you have to decide it. You have to decide that it's done and you can always change your mind because it's yours, it's a creation. It's its own being now that it's out of your brain and body and out into the world. So it's never done. So like it, that part of perfect doesn't apply either because it's also like the way that most of us have been conditioned to think about perfect is some like finite point versus what if it's just everything is always perfect and we just have preferences about what that looks like and we can just seek to fulfill our own desires and each other's desires what do you think like i think that's a great idea i think that that has served me very well i also i wanted to bring up um i've said before in many things but if you're new here or if you didn't catch me talking about this um, one thing that really catapulted me in back into this work, I had, I had had a health coaching business, I closed it and a lot of things in my life happened. And then last year I reopened it as a life coach for creatives. And one of the things that kind of catapulted me there was in, um, 2018, I think my old band had broken up. And as a response to that, and a lot of other things in my life, I, I posted today a post from that time where anxiety and grief were just like daily things that I was dealing with in a very intense way. And it was getting in the way of me just living my life. Like it was a really 2018 through 2019, talk to my astrologer. It was a challenging time. Um, but one thing that I did that I was like, how am I going to get out? Like, how am I going to work through this anxiety? I, my band had broken up and I was like, I think I want to learn guitar. Like I want to be a more useful bandmate and I would like to be able to write music. And I had only previously written melodies and lyrics to other people's riffs and things like that. So I was like, this is a skill that I want to learn and this will be a great way to maybe work through my anxiety. And so what I did just like on a whim, I was like, I'm going to record myself. I actually started on a keyboard. I did a couple songs on keyboard cause I played piano growing up, but it, evolved to guitar 
And I was like, I'm just not even going to edit this. I'm just going to like try a song, record myself, and then I'm going to put it on the internet because it's not going to be perfect in my past understanding of my thoughts on perfection. It's not going to be perfect. I'm not going to feel great about it. It's going to be super messy. It's just going to be like in the process. And if I do that and I share it, I'll have to deal with the emotions that come from that, which means that I will be resilient towards those emotions when I actually like think something is good. That was my thought process. And I started hashtag share your mess. And I started sharing guitar videos all the time. And you can go back, you can go to the hashtag share your mess and see the guitar videos. Um, I would play and sing. They're rough and they got better over time, but they were super rough to begin with. And there's so many things about that kind of project that I love. One is that I have this representation on the internet or even just like on my phone of my progress. And the, we shame ourselves so much for the process that we go through to get to where we are. We're like, I don't want anyone to see my beginning stuff. It sucks. And it's like, I I just always think about one of my favorite bands, RX Bandits, and their first CD or one of their first albums, which was a ska album. And I don't like it. Personally, I don't think it's that great, but it's nostalgic. And I love that band. And why I love it is because listening to that and going through their discography to now and seeing where they are as musicians blows my mind. And the fact that all of that is available for me to see that process is just, it makes me feel like I can do anything. Like truly that is one of the most inspirational things in my creative career is, is their discography. Like legit, ask anybody that knows me, uh, because you can see the process. You can see how they've grown. They were like willing to share all of it. They were willing to share every part of the process for whatever reasons they had. But how I take it is like, because this is what it is now. Like this, to me, it's like such a good representation of this is good enough always. Like every part of the process has its own piece of value. Even if you don't like some of it, like who cares? Like we can have our preferences. Why is that such a, a thing that holds so much weight to anybody? Like we can just have preferences and it's fine. But I say that to say like, and so now I have my own, which I'm like, you know, I'm not of the uh, Gemini Her Majesty sort of caliber of guitar player, but I can see my process and really honor myself for going through the process. Rather than what our brains really love to do is we don't see any of that. And then we get to a point where we think we're like good at something and we forget how challenging it was going up to that. And we're, we, our brains just like erase all of that. And so it's like, yeah, what I do is easy now. And then we no longer feel the weight of the work that we've done and like what it took to get there, which I just think is so valuable. Like every piece of the process is so valuable and we discount it because we want to get to this level of perfection, quote unquote, which we think of as the end of like being like the master of something. No, you can be perfect at what you're doing in every moment because you're doing it. That's enough. Like that is perfect. It's good. You're doing good work. <laughs> like you're in process. In process is good. You're living. You're doing something. You're existing. What a gift. And we just like discount it because it's not at some arbitrary point on the line. 
it just doesn't, it just does not matter. And the other thing that I love about that project is kind of what I, I said a little bit is it helped me process my emotions and it, it made it so that I didn't deal with imposter syndrome that significantly as a guitar player. Like I've just always been very candid about where I think I am in my process. And I'm sure I'm discounting myself to an extent because we're all conditioned with these thoughts about perfection and imposter syndrome for sure. Like I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm outside of like, I'm just like, I'm the best at everything because I choose to believe it. Like, no, absolutely not. But I didn't experience imposter syndrome the same way that a lot of my clients do or a lot of my peers do. And I think it's because I challenged myself from the beginning to say, this is where I'm at in the process. Like, I'm just going to show you the mess. I'm going to show you when I suck at this and just own that I suck at this and be fine with it. I don't need to be an imposter about anything. I'm just going to be where I'm at in the process and say that that is good enough because that's where I am. There's nowhere else I can be. All I can do is keep doing this is keep going. That's it. I can have my, I, and I can have my preferences. Like someone else could hear that music that I did then and be like, this is perfect. Like they could have their opinions and say that it's perfect. And I could be like, I think it sucks. Who's right. That's why we need to dismantle this idea of perfection. Who, who's right about it? About my guitar playing of someone else's song. You can hate the song. Like our opinions just are, we put so much weight on them and they, they're just not the most valuable things usually. <laughs> so I encourage you to honor where you are. I think that that's one way that we can really dismantle perfectionism and imposter syndrome. It's just like, just be authentically you. And, and trust me, like I, I, fully understand and go through how challenging that can feel because we have all this conditioning. That's why I love coaching. So like, if you want to work through those things, book a call with me, I can help you work through these. This is, this is exactly what I do with my clients is we go through all of these thoughts and dismantle them and say like, what do I want to think and feel and believe? But being okay with exactly where you are and just saying like, this is who I am today. And that is enough and perfect and good. And you don't have to decide that it's perfect if you don't want to, like I've, I've offered you my definition of it and why I believe that way. And you get to choose if that resonates and if that serves you, I would just always say, find a thought that serves you. Like that's going to be the most valuable thing. And that's how I've come to this understanding of perfection is because this way of thinking serves me as I've seen by how I feel, how I think, and the results that I get. I'm able to feel more neutral about things that I used to feel shame about, and I can just decide what I want to do about it now instead of feeling so blocked and stuck because something isn't perfect, quote unquote. So decide to just be authentically you, even if that's just within yourself, like you get to decide what you bring from within out to the world always. Like I'm not, I'm not suggesting you go share your guitar progress on the internet. If that's not something you want to do, if you feel challenged and uncomfortable by it, I would challenge your thoughts about that because that's where you will grow. That doesn't mean you have to do it, but anytime, like it happens with my clients. I was talking to a client last week where I suggested something like an idea just came to me. I was like, I'm just going to throw this out there. You don't have to take it. It's fine. 
And she had a lot of resistance to it. And I was like, you do not have to do this, but I do want to understand why there's resistance because that is where the growth will be. So challenge yourself if you're wondering, if you're feeling resistance to something, it doesn't mean you have to change anything that you're doing, but it's just always a point of like, why is this coming up? I'm cu- get curious about it. So being authentic and dismantling your ideas of what you think perfection is and or just at least giving yourself a definition is going to be the most valuable thing because so often that's just not that like that is what's not happening is like we're saying it's not perfect but not defining what that would even mean define it then like if you want to if you want to say I want it to be perfect fine what would that look like be really clear about that and then that is the goal that's the thing you're working towards I'm also very good at helping you achieve your goals. If you want help with that, book a call with me. But define it. Define what you want to show up to the world as and just be that. Decide that that's you now. Decide that you are enough and perfect and good right now and that your work, because it's an extension of your soul, is then also that. Like this is the thing that I think is really important about that is like, as I, from my beliefs, like I believe that your art is an extension of your soul. And so then when you're saying that that's not perfect, you're also then reflecting that on yourself in my mind. Like you don't have to take that on. It's fine. And I want to believe that I am perfect in this moment. That doesn't mean that there aren't things that I have to like want to work on for myself or things that I want to expand or shift or whatever. But I never want anything that I'm shifting within myself to come from a place of not enoughness it's, it's just, it's not a foundation that is strong. If you're, if you're, if you're building from lack, it's always going to be a faulty foundation. So work on the foundation first of saying, I am already enough. Because then whatever you're seeking is the thing that you think is going to make you enough. And if you get there and you still don't feel enough because you never practiced feeling enough, you're not going to feel enough there. It's the same idea as like, if you don't enjoy here, you're not going to enjoy there. If you don't feel enough now, you're not going to feel enough when you get whatever the thing is. Maybe momentarily, but like not long term because you didn't build the practice of, of feeling enough, of feeling perfect, of feeling confident. You have to choose those things. They are a choice. Most of us choose by default and we choose not to think that we are those things. And then they, we think them over and over and over and they become beliefs. That's how that works. And so we're dismantling those beliefs and saying, I I reject this. I personally reject that anyone watching this now in the future, whatever time exists, I refuse to believe that you are not perfect in this moment. I, I just reject it. I don't believe it. I think you are perfect right now. No matter what you want to work on or goals you want to achieve or work that you're putting out into the world, I think that's perfect too. And I think it serves you to believe it. And if you disagree, like I said, I would just question why and come to a very, like, come to your own understanding and belief and decide strongly what you do believe. Like, disagree with me, but at least disagree with me and stand and stand behind it really, like, strongly. Take your time with it. Like, it doesn't mean you have to, like, (laughs) be there right now. It's all about the process. Okay. If anyone has any questions or thoughts on this topic or 
I don't know, a song you want to share or something? Let me know. Um, someone wrote in the comments, do you weed friend? And I don't really know how to respond to that. I am, it, they also said, are you there? And I am literally here. I don't really know how to respond to that either. So, um, maybe something on the, on the topic of perfection. I'm happy to answer those ones. I don't really know how to answer, but all right. I hope this was helpful. Share it with a friend. I'm going to post it in just a moment. Um, I think this needs to be everywhere. I want to hear your thoughts about it. So message me, book a call with me if this is something that you want to work on and really like dig into your thoughts about it. Even if again, like even if you disagree with my perspective on perfection, but you want to work through your own thoughts, like my coaching is neutral. Uh, so we don't have to agree on things. I'm always going to guide you towards what serves you best. But if you want to dive into it, like, I'm very good at asking questions. It will get you to your truth. That's what I do with my clients. New artist I found today. Okay. Uh, Donia. I'm going to look it up <laughs> and not try to say it. Is it Greek? What kind of music is it? I'm curious. I'm trying to think. I feel like I found a new artist recently and now I can't think of what it was or what it was and I was listening to floral yesterday and if you like instrumental math rock highly suggested okay I like I said hope this was helpful happy to continue this conversation and would love to hear your perspective on perfection and if there's something specific within this topic that you are feeling challenged by and you would like me to address, let me know. And I'm happy to um, talk to you in DMs or on a clarity call or just uh, create content that will be helpful for you. I saw a band called Taking Meds the other night. I feel like I've heard of that band and I know that's such like a cliche thing to say. I feel like I've heard of that band though. I'm gonna look them up because that, that sounds so familiar. Sort of jaw boxy with math rock. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce either like experimental pop hip hop rap. <laughs> I'm, I'm also bad at describing genres. When young gohards are playing, people be like, what kind of music? I'm like, I <laughs> going hard? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will look those two up. I'll remember that. Taking meds, donia. Don't. I'm not going to try it. Thank you for the suggestions. Uh, <laughs> if you've never listened to standards before, I'm always going to plug them. If you've never listened to our expanded, it's like, of course, listen to them. Uh, and then standards is like my favorite. I just love them so much. They're math rock. They're so good. All right. See y'all next time. Thank you. Bye. If you liked this podcast, I want to invite you to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. It all starts with a consult call where I will show you exactly how the life you really want is inevitable, and then we'll get to work making it so. To book that call, head to the link in the show notes or go to jillifred.com forward slash consult. That's J-I-L-L-I-F-R-E-D.com forward slash consult and choose the day and time that works best for you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.